Help me Echo Valley 
with sound of the Archie's free on alphabets and honeycomb. Sing me, sing me, sing me. Sing me, sing me, baby. the theme song from the banana splits that great early saturday morning cartoon show well it would show cartoons and then the banana splits were costumed characters or maybe real creatures someone never knows but some of our best bubblegum the funnest bubblegum comes from saturday mornings Gonna have you 
but that makes it better. So come join the hardies, we'll solve them together. Oh boy, here come the hardies. Oh boy, we're having a party. Oh boy, here come the hardies. Hello, hey, hi, how are you now? You know we've got so much to do.
When's the last time you heard the full three-minute version of the theme song to the Groovy Ghoulies? Never. That fun animated Saturday morning show? Never heard it. We heard a bunch of Saturday morning themes in a row there. We started off with uh, Banana Splits, as we already mentioned, but then, of course, we had the great Scooby-Doo Where Are You? We heard the theme from Josie and the Pussycats, the Hardy Boys, the Harlem Globetrotters, and ending now with the Groovy Ghoulies. Let's listen to some more great bubblegum music that came from Saturday morning. Those are a thing of the past for you and I, but it turns out now they're a thing of the past for everyone. Saturday mornings, the way we experience them, are gone. Why is this happening? Why do we no longer have blocks of cartoons on Saturday mornings? It's the amazing Chan and the Chan Clan.
her turn her ear And you'll see her disappear Yes, it's Sabrina And her magic power can get her out of trouble But with Sabrina You're never sure if you're not seeing double Cause she's Sabrina Sabrina the teenage witch Some more great bubblegum from Saturday mornings of the past. We ended up there with uh, several in a row. Let's see, where'd we leave off? Well, we heard the theme from the Hot Wheels, and then the theme from Catanooga Cats, and then two rarely heard, very scarce cartoon themes from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. We heard that theme song, and then from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, we heard that song called Sabrina the Teenage Witch Theme, you see. I'm Professor Bubblegum. I'm your host here at Echo Valley. Echo Valley is also a town, not just a groovy radio show, and I'm the head librarian and mayor of that town, and as part of my librarian duties, I have the opportunity to read to the young people. So I've chosen here from the Echo Valley Library this graphic novel entitled David Cassidy, Star of the Partridge Family. This is a comic book from Charlton Comics. From 1972, this is the first issue, and as you can hear, it's in near-mint condition. There are three great stories in this particular issue. I'm going to turn to the story in the back and uh, take a few minutes here to read this story. Will the real David Cassidy stand up? Shush. No noise now. We're on the soundstage where they're shooting another episode of The Partridge Family. In this scene, lovely teenager Beth Allen has to thank Keith Partridge after spending the weekend with the singing family. You've been sweet to me this weekend, Keith, you and all the Partridges. We loved having you with us, Beth. And then they kiss, and someone off stage is thinking, What a doll! I'd give a zillion dollars to be her. David is always so cool, he must have a hundred girlfriends. And we see a cute uh, redhead who's on the set but not in the scene. She's thinking, I've got to tell the kids in our fan club all about David Cassidy, how I saw him work. I wish I knew more about him. Oh, David, and this is Shirley Jones now, who plays uh, David Cassidy's mother on The Partridge Family. She comes up to David and she says, You were great, David. Beth loved working with you. And David says, I'm glad we finished that episode. I've got the whole weekend to myself. And he drives off in a pretty groovy sports car. And we see hiding in the back seat is that girl who wanted to learn more about David Cassidy. And uh, he's driving up on his uh, beautiful Malibu home. And he gets out of the car and he thinks to himself, it's great to be home. And he has uh, grocery sacks full of groceries. And he thinks more, even though it gets lonely here sometimes, this is weird. I feel as though someone is watching me. There is someone here. If I turn around and pretend to go inside, aha! Oh! Thud. And this uh, redhead who's been spying on David Cassidy falls and says, ouch. And David says, serves you right. I guess I shouldn't have frightened you like that. Are you hurt? Not really, Mr. Cassidy. Only my pride. I'm glad you're all right. You know my name, and please call me David. Who are you? I'm Gina Bowden, David. We've got a fan club out where I live. I've got to tell them all about you. I saw that scene today where you kissed Beth Allen. David, you were out of sight. I was worried about that scene, Gina. Actually, Beth kissed me. I know, any girl would. And she's now grabbed David Cassidy around the neck. Uh, Not really, Gina, I... And now they kiss. Uh, Uninvited kiss, I think. And then she runs off. Wait until I tell the girls. Goodbye, David. Hey, wait. Don't tell them I... Come back. She'll tell them I kissed her, and I'll get a reputation as a real cool cat. A reputation I don't deserve. I don't even have a date this weekend. I was going to ask Beth Allen, but she's probably got a steady date. And we see Mr. Cassidy is uh, cooking for himself, all alone there in his beautiful Malibu home. Gina Bowden's a real sweet chick. If she hadn't run off, I'd have asked her for a date. Uh, And then a couple more pages uh, pass by, and uh, uh, David goes for a walk on the beach. And while he's gone, a couple of thugs uh, are stealing his great things, his uh, wonderful 
uh, items that he has in his Malibu home. And and uh, he he's walking back, and he sees the lights are on, and he runs back in, and and uh, he he yells at the people, and they they grab his TV set and a nice stereo system and so on, and and they run off in their van, and Cassidy follows, and he says uh, they're not getting away with my stuff, and he's going to jump into his car. But there's that uh, girl Gina. I saw them leave. One of them took your car keys, David. Gina, I thought you. I'll use my motorcycle. So. So uh, so David jumps on the motorcycle. Which way did they go, Gina? I'll show you, David. I've seen the truck they used. There's a gas station a few miles down the road. They hang out there. I know where that is, Gina. I want to catch them red-handed. And so he goes to a telephone there on the highway, and he says, That's right, sir. I'm going there now. Thank you, Sergeant. And he drives to that place, and uh, he's uh, hiding in the bushes now along with Gina, and we see them unloading the van, and they say, we gotta get, uh, we ought to get uh, $200 for the color TV and another deuce for the stereo. Altogether, we'll clear about 1000 on Cassidy. And he's thinking to himself, that's what you think, punk. Hold it, you two. You stole all those things from my Malibu beach house. Yeah, Cassidy, but you can't prove it. Just to make sure you don't buzz the fuzz, I'm going to work you over. Circle around, Turk. Keep him from getting away. And they start to surround him. And Ethan says, if I'm smart, I'll run. But I'm not smart, so oof. And he does some sort of great uh, judo move and fl- throws one of the guys over his shoulder. And just then, just then the police show up. Drop it, fella. You're under arrest. And they walk off with the thugs. And uh, Gina now uh, grabs David once more uninvited and says, You were wonderful, David, so strong and brave. Why, without you, I'd never have recovered my things, Gina. How can I thank you? Invite me to dinner tomorrow, David. That and this. And they kiss again. And the narrator says, A happy ending? Wait, it got better, as David Cassidy discovered. When you invite the president of your fan club to dinner, she may bring along the whole club. And we see David on the front porch of his Malibu beach house, and there are about, oh, 20 uh, young girls, uh, most of which are in bikinis there, uh, right on uh, on the edge of his uh, front porch. And she says, when I told them I was having dinner with you, David, they were so disappointed I had to ask them to come too. And David thinks for a minute, and he says, know something, Gina? I don't mind a bit. It's a groove. groove, groove. In the middle of a good dream Like all at once I wake up From something that keeps knocking at my brain Before I go insane I hold my pillow to my head And spring up in my bed Screaming out the words I dread I think I love you This morning I woke up with this feeling I didn't know how to deal with so I just decided to myself I'd hide it to myself And never talk about it And did not go and shout it When you walked into the room I think I love you I think I love you So what am I so afraid of I'm afraid that I'm not sure of A love there is no cure for I don't know what it's all about I got so much to think about Love you, do you think I have a case? Let me 
time for another undisputed bubblegum Hall of Fame classic, classic, classic. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in the history of the music industry, eight individual groups have been joined together by their producers, Jerry Kazanitz and Jeff Katz to form the world's first all-rock orchestra, the Kazanitz Cat Singing Orchestral Circus, featuring the 1910 Fruit Gum Company. the Kazanets Cats Singing Orchestral Circus, the original cast recording of that famous concert at Carnegie Hall. We just heard Place in the Sun, and before that, the cut is entitled on the album Introduction. Uh, let me tell you about this concert if you haven't heard about it. I have uh, the original uh, LP of the recording of this concert. It's, in, it's called Kazanets Cats Singing Orchestral Circus, and it was a gathering together of all of Kazanets and Cats, that's producer Jeffrey Katz and Jerry Kazanets, all of their bubblegum bands uh, for one night only on the same stage. And the liner notes of the album include this note to us fans from Neil Bogart. He was the general manager of Kamasutra Records, Buddha Records. That was the record production and distribution company that put out the Super K bubblegum classics and he writes some things go together like peaches and cream love and marriage salt and pepper when frighteningly talented producers jerry kazanets and jeff katz conjured up their confection of 46 rock and roll musicians playing together as one massive orchestra peaches cream love marriage salt and pepper all merged into the fantastically exciting idea 
The excitement reached fever pitch on June 7th when the Cazenet's Cats Circus, 46 strong, stepped onto stage at Carnegie Hall to the wild applause of over 3,000. Some were screaming kids in dungarees and torn shirts. Some were dignified oldsters dressed in tuxedos, their expressions quizzical but contained. And some were musical directors and DJs from all over the country. The Messieurs, Cazenets, and Cats lifted their batons, then lowered the boom. And it happened. Eight of the nation's most exciting groups, colossal, stupendous, mind-blowing, exploded into an unreal, riotous extravaganza of sight and sound. History was made, and history repeats itself in this sound-bursting album, but Cazenets and Cats aren't surprised. Making history's old hat to them, history and togetherness like coffee and cake, black and white, like the Cazenets Cats singing orchestral circus, and you. Now, if you haven't heard too much about this uh, famous concert, uh, that's only because it didn't exist. It never happened. Of course, most of these groups were made up of the same individuals, studio musicians and studio vocalists, and some of these groups, to my knowledge, didn't even really have uh, records that were released. But it was a PR idea put together by producers Cazanets and Cats, and uh, as an album that uh, pretended to be a concert that never happened, to sort of promote the idea that these bands were real bands. There's photos inside the album of each of the bands, and uh, one of the bands, the 1989 musical Marching Zoo, are several young men who are dressed up like animals. And another one of the bands, St. Louis Invisible Marching Band, uh, that's here too, but uh, their photo is simply empty because, of course, they're invisible. This uh, super group did include the Ohio Express and the 1910 Fruit Gum Company, but they didn't uh, really gather together. The uh, producers simply uh, took uh, music and put it together on an album and added some crowd noise and some sound effects and so on. Um, now, uh, the existence of this concert that never took place uh, is sometimes talked about on the Internet, and if you're doing research on bubblegum music, you'll f- sometimes find sources that refer to this concert as if it was real, but it wasn't. But we do have this album to listen to, so let's listen to one more cut here from Kazanet's Cat Singing Orchestral Circus. Ladies and gentlemen, before we go on with the second half of our show, I would like to introduce the other members of the orchestra. Featured in the string section is a new group discovered by the Fruit Gum Company, also from New Jersey. The 1989 musical Marching Zoo. Red... Featured in the choral section is two new groups discovered by my group, The Music Explosion, while on tour in St. Louis. The St. Louis Invisible Marching Band, featuring Steve, Papa Don, Neil, Miami Bob, and Chicago Eddie, plus J.C.W. Ratting, featuring Phil, Paul, Johnny, Jerry, and Mark. Take a bow, guys. In the percussion section, a new group from Mansfield, Ohio, the home of the Music Explosion of the Ohio Express. Lieutenant Garcia's Magic Music Box, featuring H.J., Tim, Bob, and Steve. Take a bow, guys. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to dedicate these next three numbers to our producers, Jerry Kazanets and Jeff Katz. We would also appreciate if everyone in the audience would sing along with us.
Some of the made-up fun of an imaginary concert that featured all the great Cazanets and Cats bubblegum groups. Wouldn't that have been something uh, to attend? I will check the archives here at Echo Valley to see if we have some ticket stubs from that event. That would be nice to frame and put up on the wall. I'm Professor Bubblegum. I'm your host here. And great, super fun bubblegum music like these cuts from this imaginary concert are things that I've been saving for just special occasions like today. As you may know, we have a member of our bubblegum community who needs our help. Kid Bubblegum, who was a longtime intern here at the program and lost faith in bubblegum music because of a, a moment of unpleasantness. He decided that bubblegum music perhaps wasn't quite as authentic as he had come to believe, and so he's turned his back on bubblegum music and he's walking the earth. And we've heard from him recently, and he let us know that he was into a new genre of music. Uh, something that, in my mind, is not a is not a healthy choice for a young man like Kid Bubblegum, and I'm quite concerned. So I've put together this program, a bubblegum intervention, to remind Kid Bubblegum how fun, pure, and joyful bubblegum music can be. The type of music he got into is hard for me to say uh, on the air, um, but it was um, it was uh, f- f- folk music. And so, so I thought that uh, with your help, we could provide this intervention to Kid Bubblegum. He might hear this program and be reminded about how fun bubblegum music is and how it's the right genre of music to be into. It's a whole hour of, of the best, most fun bubblegum music. Stuff like this. Sha-na-na is Italian for bubblegum. Bubblegum Army was intended to be the starring band of a Saturday morning cartoon show produced by Cazanets and Cats that never got off the ground. The lead singer here is Joey Levine. There was 145 released by the band. Here's the A-side. Captain Groovy and his Bubblegum Army Promised land, come on everybody 
Too much great music to play here. If our goal here is to bring Kid Bubblegum back into the world of bubblegum music, an hour is not enough. I have uh, stacks and stacks of records to play. We may have to continue this bubblegum intervention into the next episode. In the meantime, here's another just really fun bubblegum song. This is Tony Ronald. And then after Tony Ronald, uh, we'll have just a little bit of time and we will play uh, oh uh, the random closing from a random episode of the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Because even that is just super fun. Uh, in the meantime, uh, remember you can write Professor Bubblegum, that's me. I have an email address, professorbubblegum at hotmail.com and we have the Facebook page called uh, Echo Valley, the original Bubblegum Music Podcast. We still have the Twitter account. Steve Lucy. Hello, operator. Get me Echo Valley 26809.